Well, President Obama uh, gave his list of his favorite 23 movies. Cut it off at an even 23 movies for 23. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out what the 23 well, three was. Three of them okay. are ones he produced. Is that fair? Why not? Uh, and one of them, boy, that, um, what was the name of that Let's movie? go back. Why not? Ah. What? You, it can't be one of his favorite movies? I doubt they're his favorite three. Maybe, because he invested in them, right? Well, that would be a good reason. The one with Julia Roberts... And uh, Ethan Hawke, Kevin Bacon, and uh, um, Muhammad, I forget his last name. He was great. Um, that guy's, he, he, uh, what's his name? He's a great actor. He's gonna, you'll see him more and more. But it was heavily political, the end of the United States as we know it. And we earned our decline. We did. And that's the Obama-produced movie. Oh, yeah. We're very deserving of all the suffering we go through. Builds what, our what is Julia Roberts? Oh, you know, what is what did Julia Roberts do in that movie? She was um somebody who booked an A B and B and her husband played by Ethan Hawke and uh their two kids. Did they have two kids? One or two kids. They went out to uh wherever it was off of Long Island, somewhere out in Long Island, and then uh power went out. The homeowner. Yes, I did see that movie. The homeowner came home with his yes, daughter. Yeah, right. And he was terrific. And yep. uh, I can't remember his name. It's Muhammad something, I think. But but he he played a terrific part. And uh, but it, at the end, it was uh, we were under multiple attacks um, from enemies we had built up, and we deserved. Uh, we deserved. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's what the message of the movie is. And, and when you find out it's produced by the Obamas, it's just enraging. Ken, what movie are you talking about? Leave, leave the world behind. Yep. Yes. Yep. I can't remember that name either. I I just saw it two or three weeks ago. It was it was a pretty good movie until you realized how agenda riddled it was. Um, it just reeked of wow. Really? Okay. I, I googled it. So conversely, just for you. On the other side of it, I watched a terrific movie that Hollywood kind of shunned. Um, Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel, who most people know from The Passion of the Christ, where he, he played Jesus, but he played. A, it's a true story uh, based on a former Homeland Security agent who went down to South America to break up a child sex trafficking ring. And it's remarkable. It, it is hard to watch because of the things that they're implying with these the, the children actors. On this. They don't go too far, but it's still hard to watch. You, are, you, you understand what's going on. Yep. And, yeah. and it's real. It's, this stuff happens. And at the end of the movie, they show real child abductions um, that were captured on video. Um, o- over the years, and it's it's just it's shocking. It's like watching SVU. What's that? Special Victims Unit, Law and Order. Well, but this is not fiction. Uh, the well, but the, they, the last they part. Take, I think they take their stories from oh, do they real do that? cases? Yeah. See what one Adam Twelve did. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. started. They started it right. Uh, but anyway, Jack it's Webb. it's a difficult topic, and when you come to realize it's a one hundred and fifty billion dollar industry, child sex trafficking. And when you come to realize the United States is the biggest market for this, you realize your nation is not interested in stopping it. it it's sad. Yeah, well. 4,000 during the Obama administration. I don't know if, what the Trump numbers are, but I do know it was, and, and you can check PolitiFact, you can check Snopes, you can check uh, all the people who try to defend it, who looked into it because they were under the impression they were going to correct it. Over 4,000 children were released to coyotes and are unaccounted for in the, in the Obama years. 
um, as they were released, catch and release program. In, uh, Why the were they released to coyotes? Um, because they were tricked into thinking they were the parents. And then they, after they were gone, they realized they weren't the parents. And You know, um, Tom Hodgson, former sheriff of Bristol County, and I were down in Washington a number of times um, to interview. And, well, he was a... a he was one of the pan I was a part of the radio row there and he was actually there as an expert, but um we both come to realize some terrible things about the border situation. One is um mothers might send their twelve year old into the hands of coyotes. Now they owe five thousand dollars and they'll have to pay it back somehow, whether it's through um you know, carrying drugs as a mule for the coyotes or whether it's they have to start sending money back until it's paid off. Uh, under the threat of violence, but they, they send them off with these people and they give them the the, um, the pill so that they, they know they're going they to they know they're gonna be raped. Yeah. I mean, and to know that our president is encouraging people to go to the border, implying that they'll be given amnesty when he was the, um, the candidate, the nominee for the Democratic Party, this rush to the border, what was it 15,000 headed last week to the border, 800,000 this year, uh, it, it is not something that can be sustained. You look at the the mayor of New, of uh, New York saying that he's going to impound the buses that are bringing the migrants from Texas to New York. He has no right. If Texas can't stop them from coming over the border, how does he have the right to say where they can and can't go? He has no standing here. And I have to believe the ACLU is going to be going after even liberal mayors. We'll see. Um Massachusetts. I, I, think, I think he can stop the buses. I don't know if he can stop the people that are on it. Yeah. Well, and then once they'll, they'll, they'll pivot to flights and trains and whatever. But there you go. Yeah, there'll be a... There'll be oh, that, that's what I'm... This is so large now that there are so many different ways to get in. We never talk about the folks that come in over the water. I'm not trying to say it's 10,000, but probably get 1,000. You so, wouldn't even know it. So... Uh, on an old, you know, boat, you know, sometimes they leak. <laughs> they have guys that plug it up, seal it as the, as the leaks are discovered. Do you just say, you know, it's not going to stop all the water, so why even do that? No, you, you got you to slow it down where you can if you're taking on... There, there's a difference. The water is going to sink and you might drown. Well, financially, the country's going to drown if we think we My, can absorb the problems of the whole world by them all coming in this, inside of our borders. I, I, the the quality of life is already is lesser. There, if you're on a boat and you're out there, you <laughs> plug up the hole because of the fact that that's your only source of getting in. There are different sources of getting into this country. Sure there are. There's, there's 12,833 miles of coast on the great on the main mainland uh, United States, right? Mm -hmm. You've got... You've got um, Alaska all the way down. Over 1,900 miles between California and Texas on the border. You have over 3,000 miles between Canada and the United States. Um, and, and now the northern border is being used more often as well. I, no, I would, of course. Yeah. I, I've been trying to say that for the longest time. So um, you're, you're bringing on all these people. Many of them are going to instantly get on programs uh, that the taxpayers provide for for the people That's in the, the under first the poverty and foremost right? to me is stop the programs. You can't. If you don't stop the programs, then you you're asking more folks to come in. I know. That's what the that's what they're doing. Well, that's why you stop the programs. I mean, oh, half the government might want, but the half that's in power right now is okay yeah, with they, this. Yeah, they will. 
They just don't want him in their backyard. But you know what? The other half didn't stop it either. When the, when the Republicans were in charge, they had plenty of opportunity. You know what? They tried to stop it, and uh, they didn't. Trump put up the wall, right? He started putting up the wall. That's the wall. I'm talking about the program. I know, but the, but the border was much more organized, much more But the programs under control. are still out there. You, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. I, it's going to be a, a decade's worth of um, work, I, continued work. I would not, tend to think more not, than a decade, kid. Well, but you can't have a guy work on this, get things done maybe after three years in office, and then have the next guy reverse everything, sell all of the wall uh, materials away for pennies on the dollar. Now he's agreeing the wall has to go back up. Now he's buying it uh, retail again. So, you know, what a train wreck. Do you think he's really buying it? Yeah. Yeah, because he wants, the, he wants the aesthetics of before the elections. He wants to show people, see, I'm trying. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't think that works. I don't think that works at all. Mm. Well, I know the guy who runs the uh, wall construction. He lives in Billings, Montana. He must be enjoying this because he's, he's getting all the money no matter what. Billings, Montana, working on the southern wall. Well, he had the best bid. Yeah. He had the and best it sounds bid. like he's getting it on both ends. Yeah. Well, we may need it on the northern border. Uh, <laughs> it, it is at ridiculous. Least, at least it's closer to home for him. So, so you know, twenty three, twenty five thousand a year per student in the public schools. Uh, that alone. Then you get um, electricity, heating assistance that they have access to. Housing. Housing. Uh, uh, you know, SNAP. I mean, all these things that they're going to get access to. Um, and as I predicted, it is the inner city communities who are now complaining the loudest because they are seeing a drain in their resources and their share. It's being spread so thin that they're not getting as much. And I knew this was going to happen. And it, it wouldn't happen. We wouldn't be having this conversation that needed to take place now for, what, over 20 years since Bush was there, maybe? Right? I'm going to say that this conversation has been ongoing since 1986. Yeah, but it was a much smaller it migration. Was, you know what? Everything starts small, and then it multiplies. Yeah. Well, Reagan's, I think one of Reagan's worst decisions was to give amnesty to two million. Now, Could be. He, he died believing it was the right thing. I think it encourages and, more and, and more. And I think a lot of people... Also died with him thinking the same thing. Yeah, I, I scratched my head, but nobody listens to me. <laughs> well, run for office. No, I, I, I I'm fine where I am. So I run from office. Yeah. I would I would not I would want to be an advisor. To I'd run from office. I would, I would want to be the guy. But, you know. <laughs> um, but the cost is not sustainable. So you you it, are going to sink. You know, I, what I find interesting is we haven't sunk already. Or maybe we are sinking and we just don't know it because it still seems like happy days are here again. What's the weakest What's the weakest at any point? I would say the, the, the strength of a country is its middle class, right? Because you, they're empowered still. Mm. But if they're not empowered any longer and now you've got only two classes, the poor and the elite, now you have more of a communist socialist kind of kind of. Uh, I, I, model. I, I guess you can say it like that. I don't necessarily believe in a middle class. I think you've got an upper class that really doesn't have to work, and you've got everybody else that are worker bees. The, the, one of the biggest problems I'm seeing with the country is the consolidation of wealth, right? You, you have corporations and LLCs and all these that are buying houses. And now, so you're not competing against uh, another family. You're competing against investors who want to rent that out. It's driving homeowners into extinction. I mean, there's more renters okay. now, and it's going up that way. There's more renters now than ever. Your suggestion? That's not good. 
Um, I think you got to limit, put a cap on on capital so investment. So now, all of a sudden, we are putting a, a cap on capitalism. It's a it's a it's a quality of life issue. It's a national security I, I'm issue. Ju- I'm I'm just saying that's that's what your suggestion is. I'm suggesting that we have to have at least a percentage. And these are the fixable things that our legislators are just sitting on their hands. You know, making sure every, there's free needles out there, right? That's more important yeah. than, than some I of this other stuff. I won't argue that. So but th- I these will are, argue trying to put a cap on capitalism. No, no. But I'm not. everybody thinks that conservatives are against any regulation at all. If there's a national security issue, if, if, you're, putting, if you're harming your country uh, and, and many people in the country um, by allowing unregulated capitalism, like, like I'm suggesting here... The bloated housing cost. I mean, houses in Brockton, Campanelli houses, they're not worth six hundred thousand dollars. It's just not. But they are because of this. Yeah. No, I, I, I get the problem. I'm not crazy about the solution. What would be? I'm not sure that I have one. Right. I'm not sure that I have one. So you got to. Well, you got to examine it. You have to investigate. You know what's the root cause because there are more and more people coming in. And we are looking at a renting community and a yeah. subsidized community coming in for the most part. Now, in, in twenty years, in twenty years, in You're because talking we, about the the folks that are uh, getting housing uh, courtesy of the government. No matter what country you come from, no matter what race you are from, when you first come into this country, you tend to struggle, right? Your demographics Definitely. as a new American is you're going to struggle. You're here for your future generations to do well. And if you work hard, that's that's the American dream. But you, unless you come from, you know, a family with resources that can overcome the typical situation, you're going to struggle at first. And so you're going to require and and accept help from the government because that, that help is there. Why wouldn't you take it? See, I thought that wasn't supposed to happen. I know that's but they lie to us, Brian. We, I mean, Governor Deval Patrick lied saying that illegal immigrants don't get housing. I, and, and unfortunately, they had to pick on the poor aunt. Uh, what was her her name? The uh, President Obama's aunt who was getting subsidized housing. In, oh, I don't in, know. In South Boston. And she was living in a very Obama nice... Obama had an aunt in Southie? Yeah. And she was living in a nice place right on L Street. But she was an illegal immigrant. So don't tell me that they're not getting housing here. I didn't tell you. No, but the <laughs> governor of Patrick was happy to lie to people. And so was... Frankly, most Democrats in the in the state, unfortunately. Well, I, my guess is, well, this state is covered top heavy with Democrats. Yes, I think it's happening in every state, though. It's a monolithic house. Yeah. I mean, fifteen percent is not it's not shared. This is um, the Democratic Party has such a str- strong grip on Massachusetts. It's not going to be released in my lifetime. That's a bet, isn't it? Wow, that is a bet. If I, a live, bet. if I live another 45 years or two years, it, it's not going to matter. This, well, the Democrats two years, will still be- maybe. 45? <laughs> yeah, look, you never, you know, I had a caller earlier this morning who she was talking about how things are changing uh, with uh, Argentina. I forgot another country that she mentioned. Italy. There could be a, a change going on in Canada. If Trump gets back in, you, you might see that sea change quicker, quicker than you know, Quick, certainly quicker than 45 years. Put the money on the table. Can we do another four years of Trump? I, I, I think, don't think it's going to happen. I think his report you know, card was good, but really people couldn't take it. 
He just couldn't take his... Al-Baghdad, he was killed last night. He died like a dog. I mean, that's not what you expect to hear out of a president. He died crying and whimpering. He, that's, not, that's not what we expect out of, you know, when you have eloquent speakers like John F. Kennedy and Barack Obama. Obama and you know, exactly. Yeah. It, so it's not... Um, it's, shock, you, it's too you, shocking for some You people. do expect it out of LBJ. Yeah. Mm. True. Again, I'd rather have a president who makes trillions for the country and costs $100 million to, to golf than what we're seeing here. We'll be back. We are back, and you're listening to the Ken Pittman Show. You know what I've been... No, I started I a, um, a series, Dr. Death. Have you seen it? Dr. Death. Yeah, it's, there's, two series, there's two seasons. It's on Peacock or NBC or whatever it is. Oh, you started watching one. I thought you, I thought you were producing <laughs> it was a, very a good. podcast. It was very good. Dr. Dr. Death. No, Dr. Death. It followed <laughs> two actual doctors who um, were killing people. And Nothing one, one just by... Irresponsible stubbornness. One may have been a sociopath uh, doing it on purpose, but really well done. Uh, the first season <laughs> was um, well done. Doctors killing people. No, no. The the, the directing, the acting was great. Um, Alec Baldwin, who oh. can't stand personally, he's a great actor, right? Not gonna watch. And uh, what's his name? His brother. Wait a minute. Oh, why do I do this? Guy, you haven't seen him. Christian Slater. When's the last time you saw him out? I don't know. He's been gone forever. He did a great job in that. And um, the second series was um, Mandy Moore, who's a really good actress. You know, she wasn't a great singer, but she's a good, really good actress. Um, and um, that follows a an Italian doctor who claimed he had uh, all this approved and proven clinical research to grow uh, synthetic tracheas. And he was implanting them into real patients, and they were never proven. They were never tested pr properly, and they were killing people. Uh, but the the series is quality. It's really good. So are both of these in the same program? No. no. Season different? one season one would be the uh, the sociopath or whatever he was, and then season two is the, the surgeon. The trach. Yeah, the researcher yeah. who convinced even a very prestigious... Uh, Swedish clinic um, that he had all the credentials and had it proven it and uh, they tried to crush the whispers that it was not so great after all and it was just a great story um, if you're looking for something you know what I what I'm really happy about Ryan what that Ken has all this time to watch Dr. Death movies yeah between like 10pm and 12 that's how I fall asleep yeah. and then uh, after that, I'm, I'm sometimes up at four. Why don't you put on Hitchcock? Sometimes I fall asleep to Friends. Oh, there you go. That puts me out too. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a pretty funny show. It was. I mean, it's tiring. You know, what, you know what? It's been out in reruns for too many years. So was Gilligan's Island. Same. I would put it in the same category. Too many years. Can same you, thing. You fall asleep to the Office, don't you? No, Andrea can't stand the Office. I, I had never it on to watch it. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. But um, Seinfeld and Friends Sein 
will put me to sleep because I already know, you know the lines. Yeah, yeah, and I enjoy them still. So anyway, uh, <laughs> um, we were talking earlier about these bowl games, which are less and less important as we go forward, and they're making it worse by allowing uh, kids to jump in the portal to other teams, so they're not going to be playing on that in that bowl game. That even if they brought them to that that team to the bowl, they're out. They're in the NFL draft. They're opting out. It, it's bad for for college football. So I found out today, you know, I, I'm actually disgusted. Ryan mentioned before that the Georgia-Florida State game is today. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot they were playing in the Orange Bowl. You mean to tell me that the Orange Bowl, the nighttime bowl game on New Year's Day, is being played in the afternoon two days before? You've got to be kidding me. Well, yep. But it's the Orange Bowl isn't necessarily a prestigious bowl anymore they stay they well that's what i mean but it it's being downgraded yeah that's a bunch of poop you know what especially for those two teams i i well um florida state a few players are not going to be on that field but nobody knew it when it was decided it was going to be georgia florida state well i think it's going to be bad for legal gambling because people are going to be reluctant to even this is this year i think a lot of people caught off guard by who's not on the field Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, Missouri, by the way, nobody opted out. Nobody went in the portal. They all stayed together and, and played beat, that game. And they beat Ohio State. Yeah, and, and Ohio State, who didn't have... Uh, Harrison Jr. Marvin, and Marvin Harrison Jr. did not play. He's waiting for the NFL and, draft. And two of their quarterbacks. Yep, so they... So they didn't have the junior... The, you got to be kidding me. No, no they, actually, so... I'm glad I missed the game. I think the third-string quarterback got hurt early in the game, yeah. and they, they finished with a freshman quarterback who never played at all, and... You know, you're playing the number nine ranked Missouri team. That's not a good. So was they, it a close game? Fourteen to three. Fourteen to three. Missouri. You gotta be kidding me. Ohio couldn't move the ball. It was terrible. So, what I like about the bowl games is I'm coveting certain plays to say, "Well, that'd be look great in a Patriots uniform." <laughs> but if they're not playing, <laughs> but he's only a freshman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ken, the guy, the the second ranked offensive lineman. That's. Projected to go in the top five in the NFL draft this year for from Nova. Penn State. Fushano. He, he's not playing today. Fushano's not playing. Nope. He's and, their best player. And that game's at 12 o'clock today. Wow. So Penn What St- bowl is that? Hold on. Are we, are we at the toilet bowl yet? Well, aren't, they, aren't they boring, though? Peach, Peach Bowl. Yeah, Peach which bowl. is a significant bowl. Anyway. Used, they're, playing, you know what? they're playing Ole Miss, too. Ole Miss is no joke. Nope. Yeah. They have, um, it, you know what? What you guys have described to me today, it sounds like the whole thing is a joke. Yeah, because it's making me wonder who's going to be playing uh, in in these championship games. You know what it's doing? It's 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 making these important bowl games. It's making these important bowl games as irrelevant as the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, but Ken, if nobody's going to. If you look at the two games on New Year's Day. How many? How many? How many players on all four teams are entering the transfer portal? Well, portal? One, I think I think Oregon and Liberty's playing on New Year's, right? Is it New Year's uh, Day? Hold on, now I gotta look at that again. So we talked about this too. Now, if you're le- legally gambling and you put money down on Oregon to cover the three and a half points because Bo Nix wasn't playing, he changed his mind. He's now playing, and now. It got up to as high as 19 and a half because he is playing. After you put money down, yeah. uh, you're stuck with it. And I guess the money has now swung so no, much. No, I to- think if you put money on Liberty, 
You, you, if, if you put you it in very Oregon, happy. you don't lose. You are very happy. But uh, you're also now sweating the fact that Bo Nix is playing. Yeah, they're playing at 1 o'clock on Monday. Yeah. So, and if you don't know Bo, Bo knows football. That's my guy. Bo knows football. That's your guy for the Patriots. I would love to see him in the second round on the Patriots. I don't know if he'll get there because I think his stock is rising. And Drake May, if you look at the last 12 games, people had Drake May in the top two, mainly because of what he did last year. If you just went by his last 12 games, it's not nearly as impressive. Um, But he's a bigger, stronger, looks-the-part kind of guy, and they may may just say it was an off-year for him, but I don't know. Uh, Nick's, I think he's been... Yeah, the slow start at Auburn. It seems to have figured it out. Ken, he, he might fall to the second round because of his age, too. Well, he's, he's going to be that old. He's going to be younger than Joe Burrows was when he got He's drafted. 25, 26. No, he's it? not. He's 23. He'll be 24 before the draft, though. But that's still younger than when Joe Burrows got drafted. Yeah, yeah. Burrows was what? 25. 25. So, I mean, how far can you see into the future in the NFL anyway? Three, five years at the most? You know, three years is what it is right now. Five years is what it used to be back in the Jim Plunkett days. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, it's, it, 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 so much. You can be dropped by the team. You can be dropped by the player. You can move. I mean, the player can move on. The team can move on. It's, it's very confusing. It's not good. But I think college football is making more and more mistakes as they go forward here. They're making the bowls irrelevant. They're making kids go. Now, Oregon, with Bo Nix going into the draft, Oklahoma and UCLA starting quarterbacks for those teams, they invested in. They turned down other kids because those kids decided to go to Oklahoma and UCLA. They're both now on their way to Oregon for the portal. Yeah. I don't think that's fair to the colleges. I, I don't... Uh, they they get a freed up scholarship and they get to, I know. to to go at it again. I just don't think it's good for them because... You don't like it when it happens in high school either. Ken, I don't... I don't. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like how uh, there's a investment group and I... NIL, they put $125 million behind uh, Harrison Jr., by the way. Why not? And that, that's, more, that's more than what he'll make as a top five pick this yeah, year. I want to see if we can get Charlie Baker to come on. You know, he's, he's the president of the NCAA. I think he'd be a great guest to talk about these growing issues. I can only imagine what is going on uh, at, at those skull sessions. Well, that he's, they have talking about this stuff. I mean, he's, you know, waste. What can he do? I don't know. But he's going to, something has to be done. He's waist deep right now in figuring what's fair pay for all these players, college players now getting paid. And, um, you know, because you have to deal with rugby players and these sort of niche sports compared to the big money makers. Um, well, but again, what, what can you do? It, it's fair to allow them to get paid as long as it's not sport related. Yeah, I think. Caleb Williams, the USC last year's Heisman winner, um, he's, he's believe they believe he's going to go number one in the draft. Do you still think he is? I after this season, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, they're saying it wasn't him, but I, I, but well, well, I'll tell you is he's made three point four million dollars this year as a college student on the image and likeness money uh, that, he, that he's allowed to make three point four million as a college student. Is that bad? It's the best. Is it the best? Yeah. Okay. You know who gets the most? Who? SMU players. Wow. Isn't that weird? After all those years of being being dogged for uh, cheating. Yeah, SMU. But I guess it's a lot of oil companies in Texas. Ken, you know, you know what's funny? I tried, to, the- I tried to bet on the SMU uh, Boston College. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. You, there was, 
You couldn't get it on FanDuel. Oh, no, you know why? Because you can't... Massachusetts. You can't bet on Boston College. Yeah, you can't bet on college sports. Yeah, you could have gone to Rhode Island to do it, but you can't do it here. I thought I thought that was only for college... Uh, if you went there, Ken. No, you can't bet on So BC. that's why I couldn't find a line. That was, that was the thing. You can't... Like UMass, BC, you can't bet on them. I don't know why. What do they think is going to happen? The call... College kids, Ken. What, you're going to drive up to a Boston College quarterback? Hey, you need to lose this game. Keep it tight. I mean, because you're from the same state, you have some special ability. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I guess the players can't. The can't players make, can't? Players can't make bets on themselves if they're in. Well, you can't bet anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. Legally. Right. They allowed. probably are. Yeah. Um, Ah, uh, well, if you're just waking up, there's a story out of Fairhaven uh, developed last night. Um, sh- was it shortly after 4.30? I'm, I'm hearing after 5. But yeah, it was like 5.06, wasn't it? Okay. Uh, the f- and then that accident on uh, 140 happened like what? The uh, acting fire chief from, two, I think, 2011 to 2018. It's um, a long time. Yeah. Uh, pulled a gun out. And fired it at police, hitting an officer outside of a, a restaurant in Fairhaven on Scontigate Neck Road at the Bayside Lounge. And he hit the police officer in the leg, but other officers responded by firing back and killing him. Uh, it's a terrible, terrible uh, situation. And most people knew about him from uh, the, the pension battle that. Um, Paul Coderre. Yeah. Uh, at one time, acting Chief Coderre uh, went out on. A injury while on duty, uh, early retirement sort of pension um, that he started taking advantage of, one hundred and fifty thousand a year, and the city invested in a private investigator to see if his claim was legit, and they found uh, some concerning things that they were happy to publish for the public, including uh, him lifting a large uh, smoker off of his pickup truck and going to get it at Lowe's and all that. And so uh, they tried to deny his claim, and it was for a short time denied, and then they they brought it back and gave it back to him after an appeal. And then the city most recently was going to attempt to have them reconsider and take the pension away. And he was killed last night by, by police after he fired, uh, according to the district attorney and witnesses, he fired on uh, an accushionate officer who was helping in response was struck. So uh, just a terrible, terrible situation. And um, again, I think a lot of people are looking at this differently because he was a police chief. I don't, I think we have to compartmentalize that. Fire chief? The fire chief. Uh, Pardon me. Yeah, fire chief. Um, Because he was a, a, you know, chief of the fire department for a number of years for New Bedford. uh, Yeah, he had a prestigious position, um, maybe well-deserved that he was even considered, uh, was probably a sign that he was a, a good firefighter at one time and in leadership positions, but uh, the city found some concerning evidence that his claim was not necessarily legit and they contested it. And that's, while this was all happening, uh, he was out last night with some friends, got into an altercation inside the restaurant and then outside the restaurant, another one, when somebody tried to convince him not to drive his vehicle. And he, he brought a firearm out from his truck and was eventually shot by police after he fired. So um, it's a national story. I know CNN and Fox News both covering it uh, from New York. And we'll see 
a lot more has to be learned about this before we can really make any strong conclusions. But uh, right now, it's just there's nothing good about this. I don't know what, for us, what there is to conclude. We've got a dead person. It doesn't really matter in my mind how it shakes out. Did police do something wrong? I find it hard to believe just from the sketch that we have right now. I think the big thing uh, that's really pending out there is what's going to happen with the pension. I wonder if um, if there had been any, any incidents at his home, if he was unstable uh, or, or anything like that, or, or distraught and there were signs of this, or maybe the family's totally caught off guard by this. I don't know. I, I just feel bad for them. I've, absolutely. Absolutely. And the Akushnet officer who was probably going to be limping around Was for a named? few days. Oh, yeah. Not, not that I have seen. Okay. Not that I've seen. And again, shot in the leg, um, that could have ended very differently. Whew. Right? That's that's an awful thing. Yes. And apparently they tried non-lethal solutions to this, uh, including a taser, which did not work. Um, yeah, yeah. When, the, when the police first arrived, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. They tried, they, they tried to do uh, non-lethal. Well, he's probably known to, to a lot of the cops, too, and they probably had a you know, look, Paul, what are you doing? You know, that kind of thing. I would imagine a guy in his position knows members of police departments in the surrounding towns. towns. Sure. Yeah, could be. Jason's. Could be. So, um, you know, God knows what, you know, why it happened. But uh, I think over time we'll, we'll learn a little bit more, especially about what happened inside. And, uh, of course, the question now arises, if he was in there drinking for hours and then it was clear to somebody that he shouldn't be driving why wasn't he shut off? That kind of thing. It's fair to speculate, but they they may have an explanation. It might not have been that, um, like Brian pointed out, it may not have been inebriation, but his emotional state at the time that he was attempted could have um, been that. And it could it could be you know we we talk about the bartenders. Well, maybe somebody said that. Don't worry, he's not going to be driving anyway. So they gave him another drink. You know that the funny things have been known to happen, and I don't know how funny that is, but. You, who who knows the situation? I, I I feel sorry for all the parties at this particular time. You know, the other thing too is it's it's a difficult situation when you're you're trusting somebody who is depending on that tip, right? Mm-hmm. Financially depending on the tip from the person you're about to say go away and take your friends with you. You know, that's there's a deterrent to actually act properly there, and 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 hold your responsibilities if if you're financially impacted by that decision with without a doubt somebody you know classic example uh come on let us have another drink here's a five dollar tip on top of whatever you're you were normally going to give that that's easy persuasion right there difficult yeah oh yeah without a doubt again human error is not a job that i want to have no being a bartender no. and it would be unfair to blame like the owner of uh, what's his name? Ba- Kevin Say Lounge. Kevin Vasconcelos. Kevin. Yeah, it'd be unfair to bring him into this. I mean, he's he's run a pretty reputable place yeah. all these years, and it's very unfortunate that it happened in his when, place. But you you looked it up. When did he buy it, Ken? Uh, two thousand sixteen. So he's had it for what seven years now? Yeah, almost yeah. eight. I think he bought it from uh, our friend Joe. Um, almost moved, eight. Moved to Florida. Almost eight years. Yep. And again, it, it's. It's been a pretty good restaurant to the community over the years. Good, fair prices. Families enjoy it. I mean, there's pool tables and you know, the sports games are on. And, you know, you want something like that in the area. It's a very sad thing that happened.
Um, what was it? You know what else I wanted to bring up? There was a the spike in robberies of mailmen. You notice this lately? They they they're yeah, getting robbed of their master keys to the mailboxes because they they want to break in when nobody's looking and go through all the mail, see what checks they can get or whatever else, huh. credit cards. I don't know. But this has been like eleven in the greater Boston and North Shore area in the last like two months, like armed robberies of mailmen on their routes. Give me your keys. Well, here's a chance. Instead of giving out free needles, all right, how about the legislators make it a mandatory sentence for doing something like this? You can't that can't stand. We can't isn't allow that a that. federal crime? Yeah, but now have a state a state crime on top of it. I mean, it's a federal agency, right? The U.S. Well, Postal but, Service. But it would never go to a state court. Robbery is a state crime. You could, it, I think you'll face both. But you're robbing a federal employee. In the state of Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be a federal crime. Now you're trying to double dip it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that, well, that's a question for a lawyer. I, I, you may be right. But you got to do something. You have to, I mean, whether it's. You got to do the right thing. Yeah. Make yeah. it deterrent. Do you think that's really going to deter people? All of a sudden, you're going to what? What, what kind of what are you going to do? Say if you get caught well, doing this and you're convicted, what? All right. So what do you have to do now? Stop the mailman from carrying the keys and just the you know the people that are going to open that box have to have an armed guard with them. So <laughs> I, I'm going to come back. What? are you going to do on the state level is that's going to be any more different than what the feds are going to do i don't know i don't know if the feds have specific punishing laws for robbing a, a no no a, a, i understand a, a but now but increase the penalty for this exact crime because if we're seeing well, let the feds do that who does that the feds congress congress yeah it would have to be congress uh, a congressional move right that's but i, I mean that, that sounds like something that they would do I don't even know if it's against the law in Massachusetts <laughs> to, to rob a, t- <laughs> nothing, a postal. There's nothing prosecutable here. <laughs> Maybe the, there's probably a law on somebody that tackles the robber, right, for, and for stopping oh, it, yeah. right? Well, that's assault. You're done. Um, that's the, they seem to be the only ones that get in trouble. Um, people I, stopping I, the crimes. I, I wonder about the mailmen because they drive on the wrong side of the road. They're sitting on the right-hand side. I, I don't <laughs> have an opinion on put, that. Put, put, put in the mail in. Is it New York where, where this happened? So what happened? a prosecutor is saying that, um, well, they're, they're prosecuting a guy in Ohio who shot armed robbers during the robbery. Do, do you think that's, I can't imagine a scenario where that's not expected or. or, or Was he the person being robbed? It the armed robbers, were they robbing the person that did the shooting? Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers filed charges on Tuesday against Tony Thacker, manager of the VIP smoke shop in Delhi Township, Ohio, for the October 20th shooting. According to a news release from the prosecutor's office, a grand jury indicted him on eight counts, including five felonious assault charges, tampering with evidence, and two counts of having weapons under disability as he was not permitted to possess a firearm due to a felony juvenile education. Thacker, who's 29, who lived in the back of the smoke shop, emerged from the area just after 1 a.m. with a firearm and allegedly shot at a number of suspects who broke into the store by throwing rocks through the window to gain entry. I don't don't have a problem with him doing that. 
I, I don't. I just, but I, see what I, I mean. I what you, look, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, he shouldn't have had the gun. That's a different thing. But you're, you're, ba- you're basically. So he's 29 years old. Unlawful possession of a firearm. Unlawful sure. possession of a firearm because felony for assault. He did as a minor. Felony assault. They're coming in the store, and if they find you, they're going to do to you whatever it is they're going to do to you. you you're going to leave. That's it? that's a guess right there. Well, but a homeowner. But but, but, but that's not a homeowner. It's a shop. I so what. It's property. You have the right to defend. Shop? You have the right to to defend life and property. You know what? It's in the same I, law. I, I I believe, but what I don't know is if it was his shop. I don't care if it was or not. He was the well, resident. You see, he was the you resident. See, that's what the authorities care about. You do? You think? I, mean, I, I didn't say more, I do. I said that's what the authorities care about. It's more important to go after the guy who stopped the robbery. Well, look. The, it sounds like he got the other guys so they don't have to worry about stopping the other ones. People have the right to stand their ground and defend themselves. So you said he came out of the back room. So what ground was he really standing? I'm just trying to, you know, Let me ask you this. Is, is, a, is a rock, is a rock a lethal weapon? Can be. Yep. Yeah. And they demonstrated that the, the But they the demonstrated rock. that they could throw it through a window. They didn't demonstrate it that they were throwing it at him. I don't care if they were in the to kill him or not, if they were robbing the place. Sometimes the law is the law. I'm good with it. Thanks for calling. (laughs) You're on the air. Hi, caller. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. How about you? Good. Good. I'm doing well. Thank you. Glad to hear it. Uh, The carrier, mail carrier situation, it looks as though the... uh, they're looking to change out the keys and they're going to go with a digital lock setup on those boxes now. Mm-hmm. So that would so be like a uh, combination. Yes. So what do they do? Yeah. They, they have to spring on the mail carrier while he's at the box and after he opens it, they'll have to adjust their they, crime. Correct. They, that's what they're going to have to do at that point. It was. And, a, uh, yeah, I that's, think that's a good uh, solution. I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure what the uh, solution for that would be other than to, uh, like you said, they're going to have to have backup when they're emptying the boxes or this, they may have to change the setup as far as the Dropbox goes and yeah. go with a different uh, routing system. It's just a cat and mouse and, game, and right? Point, and also to your point with the uh, wrong way drivers, yeah. uh, just wanted to let you know that uh, MassDOT has installed wrong way driving devices, as you mentioned with the flashing lights and so forth. It's pretty impossible to put them up everywhere, I suppose, but isn't that just that highway? Correct, but there is uh, the pilot program started last year, and I believe it was like $2.6 million uh, throughout the state, and they were doing all the high-priority sites. So it's, it's, you know, it's underway now. That's good. Uh, as you speak. Uh, I'm and glad about also, that. You, you have to realize that any time that there is an uh, intersection or island, that is prone to that. They do have the wrong way signs installed at the entrance. Yep. And then further up the ramp. Yep. And, and if you're still blowing by, you're right. You're right. And then it's too late. I know. I don't. I don't know how they do, but they do, and it's it's common. Yeah, they do. It's common. Oh, I just retired after 40 years with MassDOT, and that was one of the uh, pieces of the of the puzzle that we've been working on for quite some time. Well, I'm very glad you called because that's good to know that there's at least a pilot program, to, and I'm, I'm sure it'll make a difference in those areas. And uh, Ro- uh, Rhode Island also has a, a very successful program, and right. we modeled 
our program after the model I gotta that hold Rhode you. Island uses. Thank you for the call, sir. Thank you very well. Oh, God, hold on. No, no, no. This is serious now. I know, I gotta turn around. What's your favorite color? No, we get uh, the, the tournament to, to establish who's going to be in the national championship game. It's gonna be Texas, number three, against Washington, number two, and then Michigan, number one seed, against Alabama. Number four number seed. Number four. Who wins the first, those first two games? I'm taking. I think I think the Michigan Alabama game is going to be a shootout, Ken. A shootout. I think that's going to be a high high scoring game. Do you? Yeah. Huh. I'm not seeing it. I think I think Michigan wins that one, and then I I think a lot of these sports sports analyst guys are underestimating Washington. I think that's true. We don't get to see them as much. I've seen enough of Washington. We, we've we, this year we've seen them play Oregon twice. They look like a they look like the team that can't can win a national championship. Can they could have three first round players on the on the Washington Huskies team? You got O'Dunn's the 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 wide receiver. You got Penix as the quarterback. Uh, Michael Penix, I think um, his stock is rising, and then they have a an edge rusher who is. Very highly touted Dornan, I think his name yeah. is, but um, they're not—they're not going to be a joke. They're very similar to Texas, where they're offensive heavy. Um, I think you know Texas has some really good skill position guys as well. Uh, Xavier Worthy, uh, Ewers—is Ewers playing the quarterback? I think he's playing in that game. Yeah, he, he's, I, he's, I think why he would you opt out of a national title game. And then my national championship game is Michigan Washington, Ken. And uh, there's another wide receiver who's supposed to be first or second round for Texas. Um, you get Chatavian Sanders, the tight end, I think, is the second best. You, maybe the first best in my in mind. The, in the Michigan-Alabama game, you know J.J. McCarthy's going to play because his his stock needs to rise a little bit. Yeah, he's he's going into the draft um, with maybe um, expectations of, of second round, third round, maybe even. But he's got to have a good game with a quality pressuring Defense. Uh, defense, because the knock on McCarthy is he gets jittery when under pressure. Yes. And Alabama is a team that can bring it, so that'll be a good test for him. I think Alabama uh, it is the least deserving to be in the tournament. I think I think I, I think I have them over Michigan. It's funny I feel that way, but um, I just see that. And I, I I hope Washington wins. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I don't believe the Michigan Alabama game is going to be all that high scoring. Maybe in the low 40s. We'll um, we'll say it this way to you. Happy New Year. Be safe. For Ryan and Brian, this is Ken Pittman. Thanks for listening. 
WBSM and W258DR New Bedford. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 AM and 99.5 FM. WBSM, a town square media station.